Welcome to this podcast. Alex, I say this podcast because uh, we, dro- <laughs> we dropped a 70-minuter a little while ago. You did? Uh, the guys from Film Toledo. Oh, sweet. Do, 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 they, do they, does that ring a bell? Um, isn't Doug a part of that? Uh, kind of. Um, kind of. He may be on their board, but Michael DeSanto, you probably saw their press conference last week at, at the park? I did. Okay. Yeah, so they're going to be, so the city, they're going to be the gateway to like work on the film industry here. What film industry? Well, there isn't one because there's no commission here, but we now have one. Michael and Charles and his t- and their team will handle that on behalf of the city. And their, their example w- was a perfect one, and we talked about it. Um was uh like with a man called Otto like that would yes. have been, been a lot smoother and um more people would have known about it had there been a film commission working with the city such a great movie by the way you I watched, really liked it you I watched loved it. it did your I mom did your mom want to watch it was that what it was no it was me I watched it all mm. on my own I know wait it's happened to the to the old white lady in you it was super sweet it did, was very sweet would you have watched it if it weren't for Toledo being in the movie? No, I watched it because of Tom Hanks. Okay. And it uh, had a large mental health component to it. Oh, it, oh, cuz he's like a he's like a cranky old guy and the mental health is probably explaining why he got to that and how he got away from it. Are you going to watch it? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Spoil away. Oh, he was suicidal. Oh. Like Yeah, like there's some actually really deep scenes there. Like I I would suggest people watch it with with that warning, with caution. Okay, I, I get that because he just felt like purposeless in his life and probably didn't have family or a good, good job. Right. Can relate to that. I don't need to watch right. that movie. I've lived it. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. We are going to talk about a movie uh, later on in in this little podcast. Can we start with you people? <laughs> yes, let's start with you people. You people is um, Hunter Brooks. We have some finality now. There is now, uh, surprisingly, it happened last night. There will be an agreement between him, the promoter. That was the Waterville Amphitheater guy who is now conducting the study to see where we could have a place like that in Toledo. In the meantime, he wanted to do something with Promenade Park. Um, City Council, I guess, agreed to that last night. I have, and a lot of people have their doubts. I watched this, the, like the hour-long interview that Brian Duggar did him, did with him on WTOL, where Brian Duggar is their uh, award-winning investigative reporter. He's like, you know, we don't really do this, but mm. they did it, and um, less. Well, that's that's because there was a lot of drama between. Right. Him and TOL. Like, lots. Threats oh, there, and everything. Oh, there, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'll send it to you. I think I screenshot it to send it to you, but it was a weekend. Maybe <laughs> I remember that being alluded to. Did he feel like that they were being uh, unnecessarily harsh and critical of him? Yes, but they were only reporting factual things. I think he just didn't, like some of the investigating, he felt like they were crossing a line, but they're investigative reporters, that's what they do. And he had some really harsh words for them, and I think he even tried to like step to them outside, like threaten them. Um, I, with the agreement in place, and I get people's reluctance and doubt and the questions that a lot of people have. So I, I have one problem with as it stands now, 
but it's better to have concerts than not have them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess the worst that could happen is you have to chase somebody down for a concert ticket refund. I mean, we've had Romatica shows just this summer canceled before. Um, The general, we'll come back to the you people part, but the general moving forward of this relationship. So I'm a little skeptical for skeptical for a couple of reasons, and I know that we'll talk about the you people stuff, but I mean, part of the investigation that TOL was doing, they brought forward like references that he listed that didn't co- like didn't align with what he said. So he had provided references, and the references were like, no, that didn't happen. No, that didn't happen. No, he's not being truthful. And then I'm concerned that the product that we are going to get is only going to align with one type of crowd like i feel like we're going to get a lot of like k100 country songs and country artists and we're not going to get enough variety okay uh since you since you want to lock horns so early on um, (laughs) i'm ready i I, I don't fucking care. Like, I, I love that they're like, the city council's like, you have to have diversity. It's a it's a business. Like, also, the same acts that ProMedica and the Huntington Center bring in, like, if there were acts to be made money, they would already have been here. Um, you, they're, they're not in this to lose money. If, uh, uh, if Insane Clown Posse or the blackest artist or the biggest hip-hop artist or someone that, that wants to do, uh, what is it, the popular Afrobeats, that guy wants to make money. He'll bring in whoever. He might not have a good expertise of more music that we like, but the diversity thing to me is is total BS. You, Oh, th- I absolutely disagree. You you deliver what the market will, will support. But... But Toledo does bring when there's a when there is a diverse artist or when there's an artist that doesn't align with our like white country, maybe alternative rock artists that we typically go for, which I enjoy, by the way, um, we do still bring large crowds to downtown. I mean, there's loads of black people that come to downtown when Patti LaBelle came or when um, Gladys Knight came. So I. And, tr- and he but he leveraged himself based on his connections. But you know what I mean? It, he does have to keep in mind that there's still and and also for the record, you're not likely to go downtown for concerts. Right. So I get why you don't care. Oh, wait, me? But, yeah. Oh, oh, no. I, I think all, all the lineups have been like underwhelming. Um I will believe it when I see it. And I don't even count, like, the Patti LaBelle's. Like, you're bringing, like, legends. Um, (laughs) I I think when I hear diversity, I I know, like, just like what uh, Venice Williams thought she heard when she heard you people. I I think I heard when I heard diversity. Like, you don't want acts that will potentially fall on their face here. And I I think... you gotta, you gotta, you gotta trust me on this one. This is, this is my business. Like, and I don't care if he, I don't even care if he was racist. You know what racist like? Making money um, when they're in this business. And he would have a lineup, but nothing but persons of color if it was gonna make him money. And now at this point, to prove city council wrong. Um, and again, the Huntington Center and uh, Live Nation, these are viable concert entities. They're gonna put on. They're gonna bring in. Who's gonna sell? Snoop Dogg came in, but Snoop Dogg also 
does Burger King commercials now. He is not a current <laughs> contemporary artist with current hit songs on the radio, which I think is some of the oh. things that was baked into diversity. And I also throw in diversity. You're not going to get an EDMX here because you'll have right 38 people who will sound like 380 people on the internet who say dance music works here. And then there'll be crickets for, for the show. I'm not saying I don't want this stuff. I'm just telling you, this is how the business works. And if the Huntington Center could bring in like a mid-level hip-hop artist, 21 Savage. I don't think he's selling out of reach. If the Huntington Center could afford 21 Savage and one other thing that I'll bring up, uh, he would be there in a second. Well, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't say diversity and I, I agree. We don't, we don't, we're not an EDM type of city. Like we're definitely not. I think we, we go two, three ways. We go country, we go alternative, we go re- like old school. You know what I mean? I don't think that we're going to get, I agree, like Snoop was a good fit for our city because he's not going to sell out like arenas, you know, but I guess my thoughts are based on how this individual's, based on this person's um, history, I don't know if he's going to bring a mix of options like we have have had in the past with the Prometica series. Which is, also, which has also been underwhelming and people really only are attracted, mostly attracted to the venue and, well, th- and the low price. I, so, and I agree that this is your industry. I do, personally didn't really consider them all that underwhelming. Like I, I didn't expect, you know, I mean, for me, I thought Snoop was like, wow, Snoop is coming to Toledo. I, I'm, talking like, Promenade, I'm talking Promenade Park. No, I know, but I didn't, I mean, Every every artist that came to Promenade Park, it, I kind of expected that. I'm like, okay, that makes a, that makes a little bit of sense. I'm not expecting us to get anybody big or even anybody mid level. I mean, I was shocked that Common was attempting to come. He never did, by the way. But like, I was like, wow, it's when, <laughs> to Toledo. It's when Prometica was still swimming in money. Yeah, and and if I'm telling you, when I'm sure the part of this conversation we're not privy to is. He is already planting seeds, and there are probably some uh, agents and tours who are interested in coming here, and they will get in his ear. And again, even if he is a, a, a even if he has never broken bread with a black person or a person of color in his life, if someone calls him up or emails him and they're like, "I'm going to bring X, Y, or Z up and coming hip hop artist there," I guarantee you it will sell. We have these metrics in the market to show that the streams are through the roof. You can charge forty five dollars a ticket; it'll sell out. He will. He will already be signing the contract. I guess. I mean, because his baseline is about money. I get what you're saying. I just have some skepticism. But I get, but I understand what you're saying. I guess we just kind of have to see how it goes. You can't. I am happy though that someone has picked it up and that it's not going to fall by the wayside this coming year because I really do. I love going downtown for the events. I, I love the atmosphere. I love the people. I don't mind the music, you know, um, especially when it's a really good artist. I'm all for it. So um, I'm happy somebody's picked it up because I did not want us to have a year or a summer where that wasn't happening. And at one point I was like, what a shame would it be if we didn't have a concert series downtown? In a very zero sum world, it's better to have them to not than to not yeah. have them. I, yeah. I still have I have one thing that I, I think is uh, that I haven't heard, at least to this point, that really concerns the heck out of me that I was hoping that. The, peop- the opponents in city council would push back more so on. And maybe they did, and I just didn't see or hear the quotes. 
I have to put this out there to set expectations, and I've never really put it out there, and, and people don't know this. This is a this is again an, an industry thing, and I might not have this a hundred percent, but and things have changed since I've been deeper in with the other side of the business. Um, in touring, in touring contracts and things like that, there mm-hmm. are proximity clauses. The common number mm-hmm. is, is 60 miles. So if I'm doing a show here, uh, I you cannot be booked, uh, same act, same tour, 60 miles in any direction. That makes uh, sense. So that's why it is it is it is even more of a challenge now to get the artists that I think people want to have here because there are shows more frequently at LCA, which is probably like sixty five miles, but it's different from Pontiac. It's different from Pine Knob. Right. It being Blossom. it being that much closer to here makes it harder to get certain things. On the flip side. It's a lot easier to ride to go up to see Harry Styles in downtown Detroit than at Pine Knob because that's a that's a freaking haul, and I'm pretty certain because again the only color people care about in this industry is green or whatever <laughs> color your debit card is. Um, th- that that proximity is probably negotiable, and I'm gonna bet there have been times in the Detroit area for certain shows, especially at the smaller venues like St Andrews and. Royal Oak Music Theater and spots like that. Uh, there might have been a proximity clause that said 60 miles. Sure. And, oh, yeah, Toledo as well. Because mm-hmm. that takes money out of the pockets out of up there. And these tours don't want to piss off bigger cities. That's And th- that is a big reason why we have the acts that we have and we have not had other acts come here that people would really like to see. I have not been that disappointed in the acts that we've had i mean even who was it rob bass that came here <laughs> i didn't go but i feel like if i went i would have absolutely enjoyed it you I, know i think people are looking for more contemporary artists that are not country and you say alternative it's rock like these are all like retirement rock tours right. <laughs> um <laughs> Third Eye Blind I, or something. I, no, I, Third Eye Blind is, to, to me, still pop, but like the rock shows that happen at the hunting center, I can't even name the ones that, like, that WIOT and our sister station XKR go out to. They don't, they don't oh, do yeah, 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 Third yeah, Eye Blind, it. like the, the, the old 80s and 90s rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when people say, when they're looking for a particular kind of show, they're looking for more contemporary artists that aren't country. And mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen unless you can... You strike iron, like you cut a deal before somebody's song blows up, and then they're still locked in, and even then they, they might cancel. It's just a really hard needle to thread, especially mm-hmm. with how the, our world at large has become the haves and the have-nots, like mm-hmm. in, in everything. When you go to a movie, it's the Avengers or some like little indie movie. The middle is gone. And that's the case in music now. It's right. It's, it's Taylor Har- Swift or Beyonce. Y- yes, and, or Kid Leroy. And Kid Leroy has one of the biggest songs of the last five years. I, agree. I don't. I don't know if we can get two thousand people at the Huntington Center. I don't know if you had him serving sodas at the Huntington Center. Anybody would know who he is. So Fantasia and Johnny Gill were just at the Huntington Center. Yes, they Center. were. And. Fantasia, she had so little people that at some point Fantasia told the people that were in like the move down. chairs to move down to the floor. Yep. And that would align with 
what you were talking about with diversity and, and Promenade Park acts. Mm-hmm. Um, that venue is six to eight thousand. Promenade Park is is a couple of thousand. And right, I will let you speak to this because you deal. You, this is your job. Um, when you're talking about people who would be voracious for certain acts, whether it's um, whatever level of of hip hop or black music it might be. While those people might want to go to the shows, they might not be able to afford to come to the shows. That's absolutely right. And then just being able to get down to the show, yep. dealing with everything, like a, a water being, you know, prices being high. But I, but I do think that Toledo allows an opportunity for that to happen. Like I feel like even if you couldn't get into the show at Promenade, you can sit outside. You can right. be right there on the pier and hear everything. You know. Do you, do you know what the cost of the tickets were for Johnny Gill and Fantasia? No, I don't. Um, and Probably 45. Shit, there is another artist. Oh, uh, this is what we, this is actually, I, I just smirk at it. Because Friday night, I think at one of the places on the docks or Noir, Donnell yes, Don Jones. Jones. Don, yes, at the Bay. Donnell Jones had a song that didn't quite make it to pop radio in like 2000 called You Know What's Up. It's right there with, do you remember Rough Ends No More? Yes, Donnell Jones had a lot of hits to me, but that I listened to that style of music, you know, when he was coming up. I, so. I I joke. There's a we have a, a young black guy here named named Chris. He uh, I don't know if you met him, but he works at, at Noir. Um, he's DJ. I keep trying to get him on the air on Q, and I was teasing him and working Floyd into this as well because we like all these acts. I'm like, hey, do you think we could run through with a, like um, who's ever still alive of like LSG? Like we'll, we'll get Keith Sweat to host it, and we'll have Case and Tank, and then Deborah Cox can do. I would a, come to that in a heartbeat. Deborah Cox can do a double night. She can be at Noir or the Docks and do the R&B and then go to George's after. And then go to George's. For the dance mixes. <laughs> yes. That would be fantastic. I, You know, Donnell Jones would have been a great act for Promenade in the summer. Would have been a great act. I know um, our distant friend, our distant buddy, Tracy, had hosted an R&B night down at Promenade before, like right before the season ended. And it was Packed. I mean, it was more crowded than some of the country concerts were. And he, it was packed. So why would you pay an artist to come in unless you're going to raise the prices, which might price people out? And sorry to combat your point about Donald Jones is the perfect artist. He was at the fucking docks. Yeah, but if he would have had an opportunity to come to Promenade, it, he was at the docks because that was the option that he had. If he had an option for Promenade and... Th- you know, you had that level of, and maybe an additional artist, maybe it was him and someone else, you know, maybe he could have sold that. You know what I mean? He could have pulled that type of crowd or pulled that size of a crowd to, to be hosted at Promenade. I'll ask Chris, and I'm going to say there was a reason he was at the docks and not a bigger venue. And mind you, the docks probably have a performance space, but they're all restaurants. <laughs> maybe he's I'm like Jodeci. Isn't Jodeci, wasn't one of the members, Casey and JoJo, wasn't one of them like, drugged out and eating chicken in one of his concerts while singing i I, you know what casey and jojo would be a a fine promenade park artist oh please no why why oh my god i i don't think so because i think that they're i think they're too like big too far no no i think they're too 
I think it's too far gone for them. Oh, I look if if Donnell Jones is going to be here, if Johnny Gill is going to be here, uh, K- Casey and JoJo, and you're going to do Jodeci songs too. Like you're talking like anywhere from at least half a dozen to a, a dozen big songs. That's true. That is true. And you you know the numbers more than I do. So I I'm hope shy. I have illustrated why this is more challenging than people think. My my reluctance is I I would have told Mr. Brooks I'm like we'll we'll pay you to do these we'll we'll give you like a, a we'll chip in whatever uh, per concert we'll guarantee X amount of tickets sold. Um, you're not gonna have permanent. You're not gonna have any kind of static seating. I don't Ooh. care if it's just there for four months. Um, it very well likely could rip up the park and mm-hmm. prevent it from being a welcoming public park. A beautiful and I think space, yep. So Sandra or Venice said that I wanted to take it a step further. They were worried about people going to the park. I'm worried about the park being destroyed and then we'll yeah. have to pay for that. I agree. I agree with that because that's a that's a loved park. I mean, that park is very popular. There's people there. Um, downtown has done a lot of work to make people want to come. Um, so especially to that area. So they, whatever happens, you have to be careful that you don't take away the beauty of that space. Thousand percent. That's that, that would have been my stipulation. Hmm. Um, I listened pretty closely to his, I'm trying to do something for you people comment. Hmm. And I don't think it was, uh, directed. And look, if I have to eat all this because it comes out he is a scathing racist so bad that comment when i heard it i was actually more offended in the sense that you just pissed all over the stewards of toledo um not not everybody on city council is is black you got a couple couple of white people and the for and against was pretty equally distributed when it comes to white and black council members men and women on each side so i don't and i know that the black members of council, any black person, when they hear that, um, th- they think of the horrors. And that's why we have the, the Robert Downey sure. Jr. Tropic Thunder thing. What do you mean by you people? Um, <laughs> but I was actually more offended in the sense that he just told the people that make decisions and steward the good things in Toledo that I'm trying to do you a favor, back off. And I was appalled in right. that sense. I took it more, I took it less in the ter- in the terms of like racism and more of like, I'm trying to help you and your poor ass city, like yes. your struggling city. Yes. Um, and I did not love that. Like b- between that and him just, he just seems a little, just from the investigation that Channel 11 did, and I'll try to send it to you. It's, it all seems a little shady. And I think that's what pissed him off because they when they reported it, they, it, it makes him seem and look shady. I don't want to impugn everyone in the industry, but it mm-hmm. is the music business. It, sure. is a, it is a little seedy. You have some characters in it, but I'm glad you and I are on the on the same wavelength yeah. with that. Like, oh, you think you're doing me a favor with that attitude? I don't need the favor done for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and I didn't, I just didn't love that, so... And I kind of I'm like skeptical. And, and I think Venice is kind of hot too. So uh, <laughs> do you? I, oh, yeah, a tall, younger black woman, fit, and yeah. Mm, watch Sa- out. Sir Sandra and Tiffany are much older, and I'm not into. Tiffany's not much older, is, isn't she? I don't know. I think she's like your age. Is she? Well, that's yeah. old. Shut up. Um. Did I lose you? Did you meet yourself? 
almost lost you for a minute. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have an 80s thing, but I'll save that for another day when you're not around because it'll be way over your head. Um, Please. You old bastard. That's me. Um, we can save this till after you watch it because I always texted you last night, but the, the week has been, both of our weeks are much busier now. You know, shout out to us for doing well in our jobs. Um, <laughs> you have to watch Fair Play. Uh, oh, is that with, um, is that with Phoebe? Yeah. What's her last name? I forget. I, I didn't, I saw Phoebe and there is, uh, there's a British guy who I don't know could do such an American accent. I like him. Alden Ehrenreich was in Oppenheimer. He's the guy that played the young Han Solo movie and is a pretty darn good actor. And is I he need, British? He is not. Oh. Um, and I needed something to kill last night and... It's, I'm not spoiling anything, but the setting and background is like rich, snob, speaking of characters, rich, snobby, seedy, financially driven Wall Street people. And I'm like, I've seen this movie, mm. but I stuck with it. And I think there are a lot of uh, talking points. I, in fact, it is a Wall Street setting with, remember the marriage story that we liked? Yes, I do. It's very much that. Is it? What, is it created by the same folks? I don't could think be. I don't it could be but it is is very much that and um I my my heart was aching that this is going to I'm not going to say anymore because I okay. want you to watch it I think you'll like it and there's um a lot of wonderful discussion points like serious things to bring up that I think you will have a great time discussing and not relating to but understanding but I will uh-huh. do surface level in uh <laughs> Don't date anybody where you work. <laughs> Guess what tomorrow is? Uh, you're going to start dating somebody where you work? You're hiring Thomas it, to work there? It's Mike Flanagan day. I know, I know, I know. House, and that I told Belinda last <laughs> night. I was like, I want so House excited. of Usher to be on now. So excited. All right, so we'll come back to Fair Play. House of Usher. Yes. I'm exci- I haven't seen, though, a preview. So when I went to check the previews, it, they didn't have a trailer available at the time. And so I haven't seen anything. So I really don't know what to expect at all other than it sounds like it's a family that's going to go down one by one. Um, and Carla Gugino is back. Uh, I love her. Mm. I love her mm-hmm. lots. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the, in, the the Indian fellow... He's back. I love him. Do you, do you remember the tweet of his I sent you last year? I don't remember it, but I remember you sent me something and it was super clever. It's very snarky guy and I, I hate that he bailed on Twitter. Something along the lines of like somebody announced... Um, made a pregnancy announcement and he tweeted back like, you let you let him come in you in this economy? <laughs> um, so we like Mike Flanagan shows. His other stuff, the first ones are Haunting of Hill House, uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, Midnight Mass. Okay. Uh, yes. And which, then we, the, the Dead Kids Club. The, the dud. Whatever it's called. Midnight Club. Yes. Midnight- that was not a dud. It was still good. It was the Irish girl saved it. Yeah, she had an attitude. Yeah, um, the haunting shows were very good. Midnight very Mass good. was like another level. Um, yes, and I guess that I expected Midnight Club to be more like that. Um, I I don't Mike Flanagan and, and like the home runs he's hit as we've just talked about it with the exception of Midnight Club. I don't even need to watch the trailer. I just need to know yes. Mike Flanagan, and I'm watching. I'm excited. I I just I and they all, they come around every year for Halloween. So clearly, yeah. 
it's like every October we know I, I actually quite love this like his reputation and what you know and what it's kind of growing to be when you can expect the show the same character the same actors yeah um that I, I think it's genius I think he like quietly created something fantastic the that Flanagan I think he should verse? receive he, re- he yes he should receive more recognition for um and you know what I, I like as well it, it's amazing we're now 10 years almost like maybe a little less than that into the the streaming era in fact mm-hmm. my disney got jacked up and i was listening to a good podcast today where they were talking about how it's going to be the rich and the poor when it comes to what you stream the rich people will do the ad free for 20 bucks a month the rest of us poor people will do the ad tiers which i do um i am happy that i'm fairly certain netflix is dropping this all at one time mm, sweet are, are, do you, have you heard otherwise no Mm-mm. the fall of the house of usher it is set to premiere on netflix october 12th I'm here for it. They're they're all coming tomorrow. So that that pleases me because we we're so deep into the streaming and Netflix era where mm-hmm. we have to like think back to when we could sit and binge an entire show over uh, over a weekend rather than the weekly episodes. And you know me, I love my good thought-provoking films, but I love the trash too and I love is blind is wrapping up this weekend and I'm so excited and they're doing a Love is Blind UK. Can't wait. What what is that on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> like it's good. It's trashy TV. It's good TV for me. It's very entertaining. I'm invested. I always finish a show. They they release like a couple episodes at a time every week. I always finish it and go straight to the internet to see if everybody thinks the same thing I'm thinking. All of those things. I love it. Uh, have you been watching anything else? No, not really. I've wa- rewatching Pose. I love Pose, so I'm rewatching Pose and sad that they that FX and Ryan Murphy didn't keep going with that. And um, not really watching Sister Wives. So a mix of really good content and really sh- like cheesy, shady, trashy content. I keep waiting That's my for my mo. I keep waiting for a couple movies that I didn't make it to to be uh, rentable for not nineteen dollars mm. on Prime. Mm-hmm. And the Dracula one, I want to see that. Oh, that's that's on Prime right now. Is it? Yeah, for you, twenty dollars. Nope, nope, nope. You can, it's uh, it's a Prime. You're talking about the one with Nicolas Cage, uh, Rem. No, what? no, Renfield. We watched that already. Yeah. Okay. This is no. This is a scary version. This is like. The Dementor or oh, something. Last Voyage. Demeter. Of the De- yes, yes, yes. Uh, the three of us had tickets, and there was a falling out, and we didn't go. But I twenty bucks still. Cannot wait. I that's that's the one I'm waiting to go down <laughs> to six bucks. Yep, same. <laughs> um, that's it. You got anything else? No, I've got nothing. I uh, won twenty five bucks on the Powerball. Good for you. Did you did you see this? Uh, I. So a um, uh, guy won a million bucks in Curtis uh-huh. over the weekend, and Must be nice. there was a TOL story about him, and then there was a Blade story about him. As always, the Blade had more stuff, and that, that's just what they do. He is a uh, he's a contractor I now. Saw that. For maybe, the land bank, yes, yeah. For so he helps out low uh, low cost or what is it low low, low income. income houses. He helps rebuild them. Like that's that's how the world is supposed to work. 
Yes. Good for him. I hope I, I hope percent. I could become I don't need to become a millionaire. I'll take ten grand. <laughs> like, right? like come on. But you know, I'm so what the twenty five bucks I won in the Powerball, I'm just gonna put it back in and <laughs> see how that goes. I'm like, meh. I'm just you, put it back in. You have to go to the shady convenience stores in bad neighborhoods because that's where people seem to be winning like twenty grand, twenty five grand. Actually, you know they have an app, and so you can play the lottery on your phone on an app. And I am convinced they are going to have to get some winners on the app because they're going to have to advertise it. Most people don't know it's there. It you know it's it's relatively new, so at some point a win is coming on the app because it's going to be a way for them to advertise to get the app. Is that because like uh, sports gambling is legal now in Ohio? Is that part I, of that? It must be. I have no idea. It must be. It's just an Ohio lottery app. Um, we can probably dive into this tomorrow. I, I don't want to hit another serious topic now, but I, I've come across some, some sage words about the uh, the Israel situation that Ooh. I just I wanted to read and we'll talk about. But we we, we can let that simmer for another day send or whenever, it to me. whenever we can connect again. Okay. Yeah. Send it over. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye.